Here on Gadget Lab, we dive deep into the tech universe, tackling questions like, is giving companies access to your genetic material a good idea? And are the latest phone releases really that different than the last ones? We want to help you make informed decisions about what is worth your attention. And here's something that is undeniably worth your time, a digital subscription to Wired. Lucky for you, we are giving Gadget Lab listeners an exclusive discount, 20% off an annual subscription to Wired. Just visit Wired.com and use the promo code GL20 to get 20% off a digital subscription. Use GL20 to get exclusive access to stories on the latest innovations like AI, deepfakes, and VR, as well as today's most talked about people in technology. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Gadget Lab. I am Michael Calori. I'm a senior editor at Wired. This is our first episode of the year, so you know what that means. We are at CES in Las Vegas, and you, of course, may notice that the audio is a little different this week, maybe a little less crystal clear than you're used to. That's because we are recording this episode in a hotel room. It is very late at night, so very late, and we've just gotten back from a long day of touching various gadgets, eating bad food, and breathing on strangers. This is what CES is all about. Uh, in the room with me here are Wired Senior Associate Reviews Editor Adrian So and Wired Reviews Editor Julian Chokatu. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so this is the first CES that we have attended in two years. 2023 is this year and 2022. There was a CES. We covered it remotely. 2021, there was not a CES 2020 there was. So this is, the, this is the first time that we have been in in Las Vegas in three years to cover the show. How does it feel to be here? I missed it. Did there, you? Yeah. I mean, here's, here's like, there's a lot of things that you miss from a, from a remote experience, which is mainly things going wrong. I've enjoyed all of the in-person bloopers, uh, <laughs> the Panasonic uh, turntables. They didn't work for the grand finale with the Olympic breakdancers. And I, I rejoice for that. I love seeing, you know, all the people who make our stuff just be a little bit more human. Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, that's the same thing. Like I missed seeing stuff. And, and, and there's so much you miss from not seeing the product in person and seeing how it interacts and playing around with it with your hands that 
I miss that, but I, at the same time, I feel like I completely forgot how to budget my time. Yeah. And I feel like I've barely written about anything because I've tried to see too many things trying to make up for, you know, the past two years or something, so... Yeah, I totally forgot how to be a human interacting with other people. I've had uh, PR people tell me to stop to eat. I've had my editors <laughs> tell me, just like, you know, you're a human who needs to sit down occasionally, drink some water. So <laughs> Yeah, I feel the same way. I've uh, I've had that all too familiar experience of staring at my clock on my laptop and it's one o'clock in the morning. But you're in Las Vegas, so there's all kinds of stuff going on and people are still texting you and slacking you and it's like, okay... I remember what it's like to be in the fray now. I don't know if I necessarily missed it. I'm I'm a lot older than I was last time I was here. Do you know who is cool? Is that bar at the base of your tower here in Vegas, Mike? They always have a pretty great, I mean, always, the past two nights that we've been here. Every time I've walked past, the musician has been pretty great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Hazard. Johnny Hazard. Johnny Hazard, my pal. <laughs> Shout <Yeah>. out. Ex-Caliber <laughs> Hotel. Uh, so we have actually been seeing some products, uh, quite a few of them, because uh, CES is where you know hundreds and thousands of products are debuted every year. There's way too much for us to talk about on the show. Uh, there's all kinds of 4K TVs, action cameras, electric cars, robots, and stuff that we saw today. But we only have half an hour on the show, so I want to concentrate on a few key areas where we're seeing things that are actually exciting to us. I want to start with the smart home. CES is always a big launching pad for connected home stuff. Um, this year, we're seeing just as much of it as we always have at this show. And one trend that we're watching is the release of Matter. This is the new smart home standard that promises true interoperability between all of your smart home devices, regardless of which manufacturers make them. As long as all of the gadgets that you buy are Matter compatible, in theory, they can all talk to each other, change each other's settings, turn each other on and off. Matter launched at the end of 2022, so we were expecting to see a ton of Matter-ready devices here at the beginning of 2023. Uh, we haven't. Are people talking about Matter? Does Matter still feel like a thing? I've seen the logo and the branding on stuff. Like, for example, Govee has some smart lights that you can add to your home and, you know, illuminate the space based on, like, the games you're playing. Mm -hmm. They highlighted matter compatibility. When I talked to them, I don't think they mentioned it once. But I think that's kind of the point of matter, right? It's not really a thing that you're going to really add. Like, it, it is a, a side benefit to the, the product that you're buying. If it supports matter... Great, it's going to be a little bit easier for you to set it up now, but I don't know if it's something that I think everyone is celebrating it on because it, you know when, when someone tells me it supports Matter, I'm I'm also like cool, Great. right? Yeah. <laughs> right, awesome. I know I am still seeing more of the traditional like Panasonic is now collaborating with Amazon Alexa, and that's great. And but it's still one ecosystem. So it yeah. doesn't feel like too much has leapt forward. Yeah, there are still a lot of products that work with Alexa, which yeah. kind of like defeats the purpose of Matter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It still feels like there's a bit of walled gardening happening. Well, one cool thing that we saw today, uh, Samsung had its big press conference. And there were a lot of Samsung announcements that happened outside of the press conference. But one of the things that the company concentrated on in the press conference was uh, the idea that we're making it easier to connect all of your things together. And, you know, when they say that, it's like, okay, well, here comes the presentation about Matter. And they did show off a new product, uh, the Smart Things Hub, which is a 
a wireless charging pad that has a smart home hub inside of it. And because it's all matter compliant, it you can use it in kind of innovative ways to talk to all of your things at once. So the idea is that, you know, you're laying down at the end of the day to go to bed and you put your smartphone on the hub to charge it. And there is a little button on the hub that you can press and it runs a routine. So that routine can be anything. Uh, you know, it can be like, um, you know, turn on the Sonos and go to, you know, your favorite NPR station, or it can be, you know, set the temperature on your thermostat to a specific temperature. But uh, the dream that Samsung was selling was that, you know, you put your phone down to charge and the hub automatically uh, changes the temperature. It turns off all the lights. It turns off your television. It does this like bedtime routine that puts your whole house to sleep, basically, whenever you're putting your phone down and getting ready to go to sleep. Right. And I guess the selling point is it works with any device that you have. So it doesn't have to be Samsung's specific home devices, for example, if you have another product from a different brand because it's all matter, it'll all work together. Yes. Oh my gosh, what a crazy paradox that the fact that matter doesn't actually matter, that you can buy whatever product you, (laughs) as long as it's matter compatible, means that nobody's marketing at all. Oh my gosh, we're trapped in a matter Mobius strip of marketing. (laughs) This is terrible. That's one way of looking at it. (laughs) I mean, I I do think it's like the dream is great, right? If you have Philips Hue light bulbs and you have a Nest Home Hub and a Nest thermostat and like a ring camera, you know, system in your house that it should all be able to talk to each other. But the proof is in the pudding and we haven't really seen a whole lot of putting yet yeah yeah i would agree with that all right we're going to take a break and come back to talk more about what we're seeing at ces this podcast is supported by tools and weapons the podcast hosted by microsoft vice chair and president brad smith each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like ai Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jeremy Larson, the Reviews Director of Pitchfork, and this podcast is supported by Pitchfork Music Festival. Pitchfork Music Festival will take place July 19th through the 21st at Union Park in Chicago, Illinois. This year's lineup features Jamie XX, Alanis Morissette, Black Pumas, Carly Rae Jepsen, Brittany Howard, Jay Paul, Luna, Jesse Ware, 100 Gex, and many more. The festival also features diverse vendors as well as specialty record, poster, and craft fairs and works to support local businesses while promoting the Chicago arts and food communities as a whole. For more information on tickets and lineup, visit pitchforkmusicfestival.com. All right, welcome back. One other thing that we always see a lot of at CES is health tech, things like blood pressure monitors, smart scales, wearables, various devices with biometric sensors that connect to an app on your phone. We're seeing some interesting health-related things this week. Um, Adrian, I know that this is sort of your jam, so I want to ask you what you've been excited about. So this is perhaps... Um, not going to appeal to my co-hosts who you may or may not have noticed are like male identifying people. But the thing that I have got was the most excited about was the EV ring. Last year, we saw the Movano ring, which was going to be a competitor to the Aura ring. And this year's iteration is more 
women-specific. Um, it's the Evie ring now, and there's a specific population of women whom this ring is aimed for. And when I asked uh, Movano about it, it is not fertility tracking. It is not ovulation. It is for perimenopausal women, which is a population that nobody really knows anything about. It is, you know, the 5, 10, or 15 years that happen after you stop getting your period. And it's basically a complete mystery. Um, all, of these, all of these things happen to you as you're ending, you know, your time as a fertile woman and none of them have been monitored. Uh, women even experience sleep apnea differently than men do, and nobody has tracked that because all the sleep studies um, on sleep apnea have been on men. So this is like an entirely this is a fascinating new field of study, and it is not affected by the ending of Roe v. Wade, which I was pretty you know had a lot of trepidation about when concerning data privacy. So that was one thing that I got really excited about. So it's it's a it's a ring that you wear on your finger. Does it look like a regular ring, or does it look like a super thick ring, or what? I mean, it's comparable to an aura. If you've ever seen one of those before, it's maybe a quarter of an inch. It's maybe a quarter of an inch thick, and there's also sensors on the inside. Uh, the inside is resin. The outside is gold plated metal. I mean, the major visual difference is that there's a little notch mm. cut out of it. So. It's pretty wearable, but this is also, it's also not quite for sale yet. So I'm not sure how long it will take to come out, given that the Movano ring and its original irritation, I never saw a tester for, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I've noticed specifically walking around the show floor has been, uh, there's a lot of products that are trying to focus on helping you de-stress and just finding some peace in all the chaos that's out there. Specifically, Citizen has a Wear OS 3 smartwatch. So, you know, like most Wear OS watches, it works functionally similar, uh, works with Android and iOS. You get your notifications and all of that. Um, but they are kind of trying to branch out from all of those other watches and trying to add something new to the table. Mm -hmm. And that is this partnership that they have with NASA and IBM, which is kind of a very strange partnership for a watch <laughs> brand. Um, but their whole idea is that they're using, uh, gathering all of this data based on some research that NASA did for astronauts like a long time ago and using IBM's Watson platform to basically try and monitor your daily routine, your daily habits, using all the sensors on the watch. And essentially, as you go throughout the day, it'll sort of map out your, you know, how your peak performance and, and the ta times of day that you are at your best. And it can know all of these things based on the data it gathers. And what it's trying to do is if it starts to detect that, oh, you are entering a high stress period or maybe within an hour you'll feel really stressed out based on the data that we've gathered for you right now, then it'll start suggesting things for you to do to potentially prevent that. And I mean, some of the things can sound a little basic, like some of the examples are drink some coffee, uh, <laughs> take a 10 minute nap. Uh, take a 30 minute nap. Uh, so it, it, it's hard to say, you know, some of them could also be maybe go for a jog. Yeah. Um, but the, the nice thing, what I did like about it is that they actually annotated all of these things, like with all the research that they found. And it's not just like the citizen app is telling me to get some coffee because like 
you know, I would, if I saw that, I would just be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it actually says, you know, here's the research and says that why this might actually help you. And, you know, what the, what the, there's sort of reasoning there. Um, and yeah, it's just, a, it's just somewhat sort of a potential way for you to actually prevent feeling stressed out. But again, this is all based on a very brief demo and mm -hmm. I don't know if it actually works. So that would be kind of interesting to actually, it'd be fun to walk the CES show floor to see if I can actually prevent myself from getting stressed out or not. But. Julian, what if the watch can tell me that I get stressed every time I check my email? And so it just says simply stop doing that. And also I don't respond to text. You know, anymore. that that should be one of the activities. Like, turn off your watch, turn off your phone. Yeah. That's the ultimate distressor, which actually is a good segue <laughs> into the no watch. Or I think they actually wanted you to call it the now watch. And this actually was the... N-O-W-A-T-C-H. Yes. And one word. Weirdly enough, uh, there is actually no watch on the watch. <laughs> it's literally just sort of a gemstone on the face, uh, on the watch face. Um, and well, I guess I shouldn't say watch face because there's no watch. It's basically just a gemstone on the face, but it has a bunch of sensors. It actually uses the same processor as what you'll find in the Ura ring. And their whole shtick is to monitor your sweat glands to also sort of predict your stressors and things like that and suggest things to help you, um, you know, feel a little more at ease and also to record moments in your day so that you can sort of just record the, the time where you might be feeling at ease and then you can open the app and sort of see a picture of like what you're actually feeling. It'll be like red if you're not in a good mood or not in a good state or blue if you're in a nice pleasant state. So I don't yeah. particularly know how useful something like that is. I've, we've seen so many of those like mindfulness bands. So it just yeah. feels, I don't know, uh, I would feel like I, you really have to use it. And I think it's probably best for a certain group of people that like using those types of things. Um, but it looks really nice. You can sort of change out the gemstones. It's quite expensive, I think, starting at 299 euros. Um, but the packaging, the, the, everything is sustainably made. The packaging is kind of fun. It comes with this, like, uh, mushroom seed packaging that if you plant in your backyard, you'll sprout mushrooms. So that's weird and fun. So, um, yeah, just, just a strange kind of stress-free product. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm particularly excited about is uh, all of the over-the-counter self-fitting hearing aids. This is something the uh, you know U.S. government, the Biden administration, put out this directive and said we should have more cheap hearing aids out there in the world. And now there are more cheap hearing aids showing up in the world. Um, we saw some today from Eargo, which is a company that has been making hearing aids for years and years. Uh, and has recently just gotten its last two models certified for self-fitting. Uh, so you don't need to go visit an audiologist in, and like have you know a doctor's appointment to getting hearing aid. You can just buy it on the internet. Still quite expensive. So its newest one uh, is a little bit lower priced. And it is going to be available over the counter this year. There's also a pair from New Hira that are making the rounds. And I know, uh, was it JLab has a, a super cheap hearing aid coming? JLab has a $99 set of hearing aids coming, which is absolutely incredible. Like if you don't know anyone who has hearing aids, I mean, it's just like a pair of earbuds. You know, my father-in-law has lost his in the ocean. He's left them on the restaurant table and had them thrown into the garbage by a server. Like the fact <laughs> that the fact that ear that hearing aids 
cost like $3,000 and are only covered by your health insurance every three years. Like that's such an extravagant expense. Like you should be able to replace these as, you know, you step on them or throw them out the window or whatever you do. Yeah. Lose them surfing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of sad that it took, I mean, you know, obviously they had to go through a a process before, but it it is sad that it took that long and how quickly the devices came to market meant like, you know, all of that tech was there for the, you know, people could have had it for a long time, but because of the directive now, now we finally have it. I mean, we've been asked, I mean, I feel like we specifically, the three of us have been seeing that conversation pop up and, you know, in the gadget lab over like all the technology is there. Why are there no, why are there no readily available hearing aids? And so now they're here, unlike matter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Adrian, what's one thing, doesn't have to be health related at all, just like anything that you've seen so far that uh, you thought was interesting that you want people to know about? I feel that I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention um, Sony's new electric car. I'm pretty sure that their electric vehicle was the reason why the line to get in that press conference was (laughs) stretched on to the end of the universe. And they included one feature, which I pray to whoever is listening that it isn't a joke. They said that the car can emote just like Knight Rider, that the, the lights will like flash off on and off in different patterns. Like, car is angry, don't drive red anymore. <laughs> car is feeling, you know, mildly introspective, a little bit of yellow. I mean, I, it, like, it, it cannot be a joke. Please let it happen. Please let the Qualcomm Snapdragon chassis bring, the, I don't care about ABS. I don't care about, you know, like, you know, damage detection and like different parts of the car. I just want my car to tell me, you know, I mean, what, are, what, what do, what feelings do cars have? What has you, have you ever gotten a car and felt and thought, you know, Susie feels grouchy? What, <laughs> what would that be like? I want to communicate with mine. Well, you also, you have to tell us the name of the car. Oh my goodness. I totally forgot. So the Sony, Afila. 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 Because you're feeling it. I just I had to remind myself to pronounce it correctly because the urge to say Afila. I'm feeling ya, Mike. <laughs> it was too. It was too much to resist. Um, Julian, what's the thing that you most want now? Okay. Well, this is a hard question because I've seen a lot of great things but they're all somewhat mundane Uh i don't want to talk about something mundane there is one thing that i haven't written about yet it's so stupid i just feel like i just but i cannot get it out of my head because it's it's kind of mind-boggling and it's the the rollers the 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 thing that doubles your walking speed oh my god (laughs) because i saw the guy demoing it for me and so many questions just came into my head. I've just been thinking about them. The fact that it's been in development for 12 years. The fact that they debuted it at CES 2015 for the first time. And they're still sort of showing up and said that maybe it'll come to market in one to two years. Um, but basically, um, you know how like a tank has treads on it to help it move? It's a thing that you just attach to the bottom of your shoes and just sort of you know straps on. And you walk and take normal footsteps, but because it also sort of rolls while you move, it's kind of like a walking escalator letting you double your walking speed. Uh, And I saw him 
walk around the show floor and um, he doubled his walking speed. So it worked. He sounded like a robot because it's an electric motor and it was just like, you, you, you know, <laughs> Uh, and it has different speeds, and I was like, can you do it in the rain, up a hill? And he seemed to say yes, and I asked him why, and he said, well, uh, you know, he's living in Paris, and he wants to get around fast. So, you know, I mean, I can understand that, being someone, like, from I'm from New York, and I get the, the <laughs> whole fast-paced nature of the world, but it's still, I think it's $700, there's just so many questions <laughs> that came to mind, but it was definitely the funniest thing I saw, I think, so far. Julian, this may reassure you. I've been keeping my five-year-old and seven-year-old updated on kind of like the cool things that that their mom has been doing and seeing while I'm away. And, you know, robot dogs, electric roller skates, the rollers was the the one thing that my five-year-old was like, do you think you could bring those home? Do they come in kid sizes? And I was like, sir, you are five. Where do you have to be at a certain hour? Well, they kind of also remember, remind me of the, what were they called when we were kids? Like, uh, Heelys? Yes. Or, yeah, Heelys, Everyone loves right? a Heely. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that, except... Tank treads. Yeah. <laughs> right. That have been for in development for shoes. 12 years. Yeah. I mean, I hope he gets the funding, and I hope it becomes a thing... I won't use it, but I'll enjoy watching other people use it. That it's, is... That's the way that I feel about the elliptigo. Whenever I'm walking around San Francisco and I see somebody on an elliptigo. What is that? It, you know, like an elliptical machine. Yeah. So imagine like an elliptical machine and the movement of an, of an elliptical machine, but it's mobile. So yes. it's like a It's like a bicycle... <laughs> Crossed with an elliptical machine. So a person is like holding on to... This is an existing product. Yes. It's called the Elliptigo. So yeah, I see somebody go by on one of those and I say to myself, oh, good for them. (laughs) See, that's the kind of thing that like, if you read it, like, this is one of the major appeals to me of being in an in-person show. You know, like if you got an email that was overtly stupid and you would would click it and you'd go, meh. But when you're you're face-to-face with like... The determined optimism, you know, maybe under, maybe you know, unwarranted optimism in many cases. Like, I cannot help but be charmed every single time I come to CES. I'm like, all of you just get a hug for participation. Here is your participation trophy from me. And it's a high five. <laughs> I looked up a picture of the elliptico and I didn't know you could make like an e-scooter seem cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thank you for teaching me about that. I thought, uh, you're so welcome. I thought I looked really cool on the uh, electric inline roller skates until, you know, our, our social media made a shout out to Cameron and Alicia. Yeah. I, I yeah. Oh, you I, watched the video? And I, you're I, like, I did watch the video. The coolest part was as Alicia gets me scooting by going, I like roller skating. <laughs> that was definitely the part where I looked and felt the coolest. <laughs> Alicia and I did get to ride a go-kart this morning and that was, you know, we drifted in a parking lot, <gasps> in a very, very small parking lot, but it was, it was, you know, that's that's a highlight. I can't do that remotely. Right, so. you yeah. can't do that remotely. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's take another break and when we come back, we'll do our recommendations. Want a new podcast to look forward to each week? One that's entertaining, informative, and packed with actionable content? Come on, of course you do. Introducing The Jordan Harbinger Show. 
The Jordan Harbinger Show, which Apple named one of its best of 2018, is aimed at making you a better informed, more critical thinker so you can get a sense of how the world actually works and come to your own conclusions about what's happening, even inside your own brain. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. All right, this is the last part of the show where we have our recommendations for our listeners, and we're going to do a special behind-the-scenes edition. Um, You know, we as technology journalists, we come here to CES every year. I mean, not the last two years, but, you know, every other year we come here, and uh, every time we're here, we end up learning a little bit more about ourselves and what we're capable of and what it takes to turn our brains to mush. So we have adopted strategies for surviving this very, very long week of CES, and I would like us to go around the table and talk about some of our strategies for coping and what we do to make it through this very, very long week. Julian, you go first. What's your uh, your power move, your CES power move? Um, I mean, the easy answer is to take a lift everywhere because (laughs) you guys walked, we all walked to the first thing the other day and it was a lot longer of a walk than I realized, which was fine. But after, you know, you, you end up walking and on your feet for much of the day and, you know, I was quite uh, exhausted at the end of that. Yeah. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to take a lift home and that was definitely a very nice luxury. (laughs) So if you do that most of the show, then the, all the time you spend standing up at, you know, while you're walking the trade show and all that stuff makes it a lot easier. Uh huh. Um, but I guess a more like maybe a better answer uh, would be to just not care as much about things as like sometimes in my head, you know, you think that you have to do so much mm-hmm. and that you have to write everything and you see everything. I still have that all the time, which is why you guys had to do a manhunt to find me at the end of the night. <laughs> um, but I try to also think, you know, you don't have to hit every embargo. You don't have to write about every single thing. Try to delegate to other people, things like that, you know, right. trying to just, be better about that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's really a hack. It's just trying to help my mind feel more at ease. I mean, I think that's something that people can apply to whatever job they have. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is just life advice, actually. I did run after a man because he carried his bag in his hand the exact same way. He was a tall man who carried his bag in his hand the exact same way that Julian did. And I was like, there he is. And I sprinted off after him and then did an abrupt, obvious U-turn and came right back. So, no, it was not. So what's, what's, your, uh, what's your strategy? I have one very specific strategy if any of our listeners end up at CES and it's I brought, this is my, my power move is unparalleled, you guys. I brought an AeroPress Go and a travel kettle. Fantastic. Because by God, I will not be standing in a line for terrible coffee for 20 minutes when I have to get to a press conference. Like, I'm just going to brew that up in my, (laughs) in my room while I'm like, you know, getting getting ready getting dressed in the morning and i'm like prepared to face like the hordes of people the minute i get out of my the minute i get out of my tower in the vegas hotel we're staying at this is a total game changer this was the first year where i was just like 
oh, I am a pro at this. I am fully caffeinated and ready to go. Is this a collapsible kettle? Yes, it's one of those collapsible silicon kettles. Nice. Yeah. So I didn't even have to, I didn't check anything. It's about, uh, I got it off of Amazon for about $30. <laughs> Never heard of it. I know. <laughs> it's uh, it's about that, it's about maybe an inch thick when it's fully compressed. And it's totally, it's totally big enough to brew uh, one cup of coffee with an air press. And you brought like your own grounded beans, I assume. I brought my, I brought the filters. I brought the beans. I, uh. I felt really bad about it, actually. I felt like I should tell all of you guys that I have coffee in my room, but then it was just like, but then they'd be in here waking me up. Secrets out. <laughs> my AeroPress Go has been to three CESs now. <gasps> Mike, yeah. is your power move my power move? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I, I passed it along. I think. Uh, yeah, oh, no, sub, subconsciously oh, passed right. it along. No, you didn't. No, it was not. It was not subconsciously. I think. I think I saw. Your did you bring a fellow kettle one year? Is that the kettle? no? It was my Bonavita Swan necked. Kettle. Oh my god, <laughs> totally different. Wait, what? My temperature like controlled full... Swan necked kettle. Wow. Yeah, I had to carry recording equipment so we could record the podcast. I have new recording equipment now, which is much smaller, yeah. so I didn't need the second suitcase. So the kettle had to go. I've just been drinking like boot. Uh, I've been drinking plebeian coffee ah. from the coffee shop downstairs. Yeah. Not so, the bougie, nice Adrian coffee. I know. So, okay. So my, my actual hack is that I didn't bring the swan neck. Um, my, the hack is the collapsible travel kettle that you can put in your carry-on. Because, Solid. Yeah. I feel like kettles it, should just be a thing penny. in every hotel room, right? Like, they should be. They should be. Yeah. But people, would people just do horrible things to or with them? Is that why they don't have them? Let's not speculate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they wash their underwear in them. I don't know. I, this is how you can tell I haven't had coffee. For a while. I'm sorry. Guys. Is your is your is your citizen watch telling you that it's time to have another cup? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, what is your recommendation? So, I have a it's it's a very simple biohack, and I give the same recommendation to everybody who comes to CES, uh, which is uh, it's advice that's also applicable to anybody who attends a multi-day conference. Don't party until your last night. <gasps> you can have like a glass of wine or, you know, like stay up a little bit late the first couple of nights. But if you start, like if you go out that first night and you get really excited and you go out drinking with everybody, then you're going to slow down a lot sooner than everybody else. So I know it's like it requires some some self-discipline and it's, you know, not a lifestyle choice that everybody wants to make, but that's what I'm saying. Saying so you just like you just say just say no until your last 24 hours and then you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, it's really hard to land in Vegas and be self-disciplined, but we've all <laughs> we've all managed it somehow. Yeah. So they say the people who are still recording a podcast that you close to midnight. Yeah, yeah, that's purely why we just are still working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just work until the end of the night and then go to sleep and then you won't be invited to any parties. That's right. That's right. <laughs> my my other power move is a practical one uh, that I also use at home, which is uh, shower at night right before you go to bed. Yes. Take a shower. Go to sleep, wake up. You don't have to shower right when you wake up and just head right out the door. You yeah. wash the day off. You sleep better, clean. Oh, such a great feeling sleeping clean in, in clean hotel sheets. I understand the benefits. <laughs> I just can't. Because I think for me, a morning shower is just like the trigger of like new day, mm -hmm. fresh start, kind of clean now. Sure. So, so 
I, I think that advice will work for a lot of people, but, you know, I don't know. You just keep just, a squirt uh, bottle of Febreze by your yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Thank you, Adrian and Julian, for flying all the way to Las Vegas just to sit here in this hotel room and talk about CES with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes. Um, because we were also forced to come up to this hotel room. No, <laughs> no I no, I joyfully skipped as, okay, much, yes. as much as I can after being on my feet for 14 straight hours. <laughs> Thanks to all of you for listening. If you have feedback, you can find all of us on Twitter. Just check the show notes. Our producer is Boone Ashworth, and we will be back in the studio, jaw willing, next week. Until then, goodbye. Hackers and cyber criminals have always held this kind of special fascination. Obviously, I can't tell you too much about what I do. It's a game. Who's the best hacker? And I was like, well, this is child's play. I'm Dina Temple-Raston, and on the Click Here podcast, you'll meet them and the people trying to stop them. We're not afraid of the attack. We're afraid of the creativity and the intelligence of the human being behind it. Click Here, stories about the people making and breaking our digital world. AI machines, satellite, engine ignition. Click Here. And liftoff. Click Here, every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. From PR.